Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. We all ready to go? Episode 84. Y'all ready for this? No. Remember? Stress Factory. Y'all ready to laugh? Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Don't try it till you had it. This is episode 84 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkis. Joining me each week are Stephen Woods to it's an eye for one. I'm glad you're harknessing the whole don't try it till you've had it. Bill Fougere, uh, ditto. Nick Larita. Nick. Nick Larita. Nick. Nick Larita. Nick. Nick Larita. Nick. Wait, is, is, is he on the shitter again? Nick Larita. Nick, now's the one you. Nick. Nick Larita. Is this uh, thing on? Nick Larita. Well, Nick will not be joining us this evening. Nick got trapped at a family dinner, a fancy family dinner in Sedona, Arizona. Where his brother, congratulations, Chris, but uh, don't get married next time. Don't, don't get, don't, you got to think about the podcast, Chris. Really do. Please, next time. This is, this is, I mean, Lord willing for you and your beautiful new wife, there isn't a next time, but maybe in 10 years, you're going to renew your vows because I recently learned that your initial wedding vows only last 10 years. That's what? right. No, listen. And if and you don't a... review, renew them after 10 years, you're basically a free agent operating on a year-to-year contract. Uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. The, the, the first time you get married, I mean, you may know the person, but you don't know the person, right? You, you may have lived with them, but you haven't lived with, you haven't really lived with them. After 10 years of marriage, you've actually lived with the person. And if you still want to be married to them after 10 years, it's it's good to go. So you have I to renew it. I've yeah. been a free man the last 10 years and I've just been sitting around here for no fucking reason. I yeah. thought you knew this. That's what I found out recently, oh, too. Jesus Goodness gracious, Christ. you guys. Now I I I re-upped and I renewed my vows at 10 years uh to my lovely wife. And I wife. believe you said now that's another 15 when you renew. Yeah, at 25 years, yeah, you should, you, yeah, and then 50. So you renew at 10, then you got to renew at 25, and then you got to renew at 50. Yeah, it's something like that. But the man's not responsible for doing it at 25. It's, it should be the woman's responsibility. At, at oh, woman's work, huh? Oh, you misogynist. That means well, well listen, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm canceling you. <laughs> Guys, you ever want your wife to not do something? Say to her, set it up, and she won't do it. <laughs> Just say, set it up. And you won't ever have to worry about it getting done. Uh, so my team, in fact, no team that I've ever rooted for on a professional level, it's only four, has ever had a mascot. Now, mm. Steve, you're, you're, two of your teams have a mascot. Now, even when, but back in the day, when I used to go, my dad used to have season tickets through the work for New Jersey Nets games, for New Jersey Devil games and the Yankees. I don't even think the Nets and the Devils had a mascot. The Devils had a, no, we've we've talked about this in the past. The Devils did have a mascot back in the day. He did? Okay. Who who uh they had to he was he would he might have been the first ever canceled mascot. 
because that was uh, Peter Puck, who was uh, kind of put on the shelf because he got caught molesting or inappropriately touching uh, fans. I, I, I do remember so the story now. I do remember bef- that story. Before the devil's devil, yes, there was Peter Puck. But, you know, our, our your first experience to a mascot was what, the Philly Fanatic? Was he your first exposure? To, the, no, like the San Diego mascot? Chicken. Yeah, San, San Diego, Diego Chicken. chicken. Right. Yeah. The Philadelphia, the, the Philly Fanatic is not even named after. The Phillies themselves are named after Philadelphia. There are certain mascots that are named certain things, and they make a lot of sense. Like the Anaheim, and I'm going to stick to the, to the to hockey right now, right? The the Wild Wing, okay? He's a, a duck for the for the Mighty Ducks, right? You have right. Blades, who is a bear for the Bruins. Okay. Um, you, you, you have the Devil, New Jersey Devils for the Devils. You have uh, Nash for the Nashville Predators, who is a who is a predator, um, and then you just have some weird fucking and they're and they're all recent. No, that make absolutely no fucking sense. You Fuck have gritty in, Fuck in the Philadelphia. Flyers. Fuck the Fuck Flyers. Em. Um, and it will even even iceberg the the penguins the penguins mascot he is a penguin the sharky for the sharks but you have fucking louis the what looks like a polar bear for the st louis blues thunderbug well you're not going to just have a musical note roaming okay. the, the stadium thunderbug for the tampa bay lightning well, uh, I, I mean, thunder, lightning, that kind of makes sense, except uh, it's a bug. All right. Bernie, who is a St. Bernard for, oh, actually, for the Colorado Avalanche, that may actually makes a lot of sense. The St. Bernard used to go, save the people with the fucking. Go search for the dead people. Yeah, in the okay, I, yeah. I'll give him that one. A little morbid, a little morbid. Barky from the Islanders. He looks like a fucking winged dragon. Where, where's Nick? Holy crap! I so stupid. I, right. What, what's up with that? What's up with that mascot, Nick? <laughs> so and and no, and our, he doesn't have any. You don't have anything to say about that. We could talk. And, and our our favorite braced tooth mascot oh, chance from the um, the Las Seattle Vegas Kraken. Golden Knights. Oh, so Las Vegas, this year, the Seattle Kraken now get a mascot. So. What it's a kraken, right? What kind of mascot do you think they would get? Some kind of sea kraken, a A sea monster, a kraken, right? Well, they couldn't do the kraken, right? Because the fucking the Red Wings have the octopus. Apparently, the Al the octopus Al um, is the mascot for the Detroit Red Wings, and apparently that was it. So, Bowie is the name of the Seattle kraken mascot. So is it? Like a boat buoy? Like something you'd find in the water? He's a troll. Troll. A troll. That makes no sense. You know, like one of the things you put on the end of your pencils and fucking... Yeah, that the white crazy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I For the life of me, a troll, I, I, I don't get where they're getting these mascot inspirations from. I, I really don't. Okay. 
And even even in other sports, Mr. Met, at least he he fits in. Some of these mascots, they they're 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 absolutely forced. And um, oh boy, it's brutal. Bowie, the Seattle Kraken mascot, the troll. Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. For the kids. Bowie. You know, he's gonna walk around. The, it's gonna the troll's gonna walk around the crowd. Make the kids smile, you know. Whatever. Listen, this is like the, like the All Star Games. Touch them where their bathing suit covers. <laughs> like the All Star Games, the mascots are for the kids. They're not for us. So get off my lawn. <laughs> Linger longer. All right, I did. It's not um, you, NJ. We love you, NJ. Listen, this is going out to you, Butcher Gross. This is the second week in a row I asked you to come on the podcast. I don't know the proper methodology in which you'll say yes yet, but this is the second week in a row I have tweeted you and not given you enough time to respond. <laughs> yeah, what but time I'm did you tweet you out. at five o'clock? Five o'clock yeah. today? It might have been a little later than that. <laughs> like two hours. Okay. Yeah, the UAE. I mean, yeah, he should know. If ESPN is looking to grow their business, in the United Arab Emirates. This is the podcast he should be coming on. We had an open mic tonight. Tonight was the perfect uh, opportunity. He could have filled join. in for the four-hour taping. <laughs> I would have and loved that's to just, hear. And that's after we add in Nick's segment. <laughs> I would have loved to have heard his, uh, his thoughts on the new Seattle Kraken mascot. We might have to reach out to him again on that. That's a good topic. All right, so um, it is season preview episode. We play Billy real hockey games next week. Woo-hoo. No more preseason. I know I mean, how much you love preseason games. It's a week and a half, really. It's, yeah, it's really more than a week away. But... No, next Monday. Isn't the first game next Monday? Or next Tuesday? Yeah, next Tuesday? No, I thought it was... Next being two away, yeah. No, it's next week. The Rangers a week and a day, Bill. Yeah, it's eight days, Bill. Okay. And when people listen to this, it'll actually be a week week and a half. How is it a week and a half? (laughs) Maybe for you. But. Week and a half. So we're not going to have. Aren't they doing the the European thing this year? They are. I think that's the seventh. And I think that's this weekend. Ah, then we're we're good. Season started already. Real games. Real, real games. So uh, let's do our season preview. Let's talk about our teams first. Let's ride the Metro. Sponsored by Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone, all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. 
I almost fucked it up. Wow, our yeah, first, our first, first ride, ride on the Metro, Metro of the season. That's right. Choo choo. All right, all right, Billy. What are the Penguins doing with the nine defensemen that they have? Well, they're down to eight already. Pio Joseph is uh, is not making the squad, and and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Ty Smith is definitely the other one heading down. He played a uh, he played in a pre an underwhelming preseason game last week. Um, he's he's lost in the defensive zone still, which we kind of knew from when he was with the Devils. They after the after the shit game that he had, they paid some lip service to his offensive ability and said they you know, talked about the potential there and, and what he may uh, be able to, to, to offer for them in the future. But uh, while he's still on the roster and no final decisions have been made, it, it, it looks pretty clear. He's, you know, obviously one of the guys that can option down to Scranton or Wilkes-Barre. And uh, it looks like that's going to happen. It was really, I was on YouTube today and one of our old podcasts popped up and it was episode 10. So I threw it on for shits and giggles and I was, I was fast forwarding through it. And there was one segment where Steve was talking about Ty Smith and Will Butcher and how they were the future of the New Jersey Devils defense. <laughs> <laughs> it, made, it made me laugh pretty hard. I really have to go good. back now. I was uh, probably an eager little beaver. Oh, you were oh Will Butcher and Ty Smith. Here's and, the and, future, baby. And poor little Will Butcher couldn't get into the lineup. Oh, it was great. Uh, fantastic cement cement skates will butcher uh i'm sorry you were talking about ty smith and it just popped in my head (laughs) well the uh the defensemen that are going to make it uh you know it looks like uh the 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 seven that'll be be staying around uh is is pretty much set but who's really going to be the sixth defenseman i guess the question is is it going to go to ruedel or friedman um i guess that's the big debate getting settled on the uh, defensive end um, then with the Penguin forwards today, sadly, we saw Nadim oh. Zahorna get picked up on waivers by the Calgary Flames. Where's he from? No longer a Penguin, but from Bruno in the Czech Republic. Uh, yeah. Poor guy. Our 6-7 forward is no longer a Penguin. Uh, and I, you know... I, I don't get it sometimes. Like you, you, they get these guys that come into the lineup, they do a good job. I'm, I'm not sure what they want them to do to to stick with the team and make it. But you know, uh, I, it's I, not like Zahorna was breaking the bank either, right? He was I'm no, sure not he at all. I, that I, much money. I do think that like it, that they're a little more concerned in in filling the roster with role players who are who they have in mind to to kill penalties. I don't know. Zahorna is. I have not seen him try to kill a penalty. But uh, I think if he was a, I think if he was like a, an ace penalty killer, there's no way they would have let him go. Um, so uh, you know they're, they're trying to fill those bottom lines with um, guys who are going to do that, uh, like a Josh Archibald, maybe that that po- that Amy Poehler guy from uh, that they got from Montreal. Um, th- these are guys that are probably probably going to stick around. Drew O'Connor, they're trying to they're trying to see how he does on penalty killing this in this uh, preseason. Um, so uh, I, I think that a lot there in the fourth line, especially is going to depend on their performance in, in that regard. Um, especially since they didn't, you know, they don't have Brian Boyle. They don't have Zach Aston Reese anchors of, of what was, a at the start of last season, a very, very good penalty kill. Um, and, and now they're just trying to kind of reassemble that. Um, and 
see if they can get some quality out of those guys. Uh, outside of that, you know, the first couple lines are, are pretty well set. I think the big question is, well, two big questions are, uh, do does Raquel play on the first line with Crosby or does Russ stay there with Crosby and Gensel? I, I, Gensel? Gensel? <laughs> Gensel? I, I'd kind of like to see Russ maybe try to play with Malkin uh, to see if, if he could spark that line a little bit uh, since Raquel seemed like he was a good fit with Crosby when they played together. I'd, I'd like Russ a little more and, and, I, and I would maybe hope to see, uh, since we have Malkin sitting there in, in, as a second line center still, I'd, I'd like to see if um, they could uh, uh, maybe change that pairing around and send him down on the second line. So two guys you were, you were talking about, this Archibald guy and Brian Rust, both scored goals tonight. And Rust was playing with Malkin. It was on the NHL Network, so I was able to watch a little bit of it. Ah, very nice. So there, there there's your Penguins report from me. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I didn't know we had two Penguins reporters. This is great. And um, to start the season, assuming he gets to the start of the season healthy, uh, I believe Jason Zucker would – would be on that line with Malkin on the left side. And I, I like that. I like them together. Um, but I, I would also like to see Zucker play more than six games in the season. So uh, we'll see where that goes. And uh, that's where their depth is really going to get tested. If, if, uh, if he's a guy that can't stay in the lineup uh, again, um, then you'll have to talk about like bringing Kapanen up or to the, to the second line or, uh, and you know, I, I just, I know Kapanen's comfortable with Jeff Carter. I don't know how much he's going to produce. I know those those guys get along. I know those guys have a little bit of chemistry. Um, I'd like to see him stay there and, and not be on the top two lines again, if that's at all possible. So uh, that's how the Penguins are, are shaping up for the 22-23 season. Now, listen, even though um, Nick is not here with us tonight, he did record – a uh an intro oh great a, a, a islanders for talk. His, his team i know it's it's gonna be islanders nick. talk with nick everybody right, get be, your pillows islanders, it's gonna be yeah. nick talking for like 20 straight minutes about get your, the get your blankies islanders. get your pillows oh, oh barzal oh or, or, or sorokin is parisi still on that team <laughs> jesus christ yes he is What's what's Aaron Sorkin gonna do next? Geriatric fucking Islanders. Uh, this is not even the Ranger fan saying this is great. <laughs> All right, Nick. I guess you gotta have to tell us. Go ahead. All right. Thanks, Tom, for the uh, lovely intro to uh, my team and the preview this, this year. Getting it in on the uh, annual team previews. So let's talk a little bit about the lines uh, and what I think is gonna happen this year uh, since we've had a very little change with the Isles. Uh, only two, two real roster changes. Uh, one being uh, the addition of uh, Romanov is going to be the second, or looks like the the uh, first pair of defensemen with uh, with Noah Dobson. Uh, adding him to the uh, the fold in that trade for the first round pick earlier in the year, uh, signing a three year deal. Him and Dobson are going to likely be paired together for the in. I'd say probably most of the season, unless they don't seem to work out. Um, because we have Ryan Pulak and uh, Ampelik as the second pair, uh, likely to be the shutdown pair. Uh, I don't see them changing very much. Uh, we did see them move around a bunch when 
last year when there was a lot of uh, folks out from from COVID, uh, but with hopefully knock on wood, that's me knocking on wood, uh, that there's uh, <clears throat> no major injuries or uh, you know bouts of COVID going through the team. Uh, there should not be a big difference with the two of them playing. Uh, you know, uh, moving around uh, again, unless Romanov and Dobson have any kind of chemistry issues, there, there could then be some, some movement. Um, following up with uh, Mayfield uh, and uh, Robin Salo now, uh, not Tommy, but Robin Salo, Tom. Uh, and so the other change that the team basically also on the defensive side. Uh, was is basically a promotion of uh, Robin Salo to the sixth spot where we had a rotation of um, the veterans in Chara and Green last year, kind of playing that role. Uh, Robin Salo did get some time. Um, Spashnaho got some time. Uh, and we kind of all, yeah, as Isles fans, knew that the Robin Salo was going to be the eventual guy here. Um, so it looks like he's going to get the shot. He's looked pretty good in preseason. Um, they got, he got about 19 minutes of time. And in the game yesterday uh, against the Flyers, uh, yesterday being Sunday, uh, October 2nd. Um, and then uh, it looks like he's also this, the uh, number two uh, power play uh, playing on the, the defense, obviously, uh, for the second power play, play unit. Um, so it looks like from the defensive side, that's really where we had changes. Um, and it was kind of a big area we needed that to, or we needed that to happen. So my thinking is Romanov Dobson as the first pair, Pulak Pelik as the second pair, Mayfield Salo as the third pair, with Salo and Rom and Dobson being the, the two guys playing the PowerPoint uh, power play points. Uh, Dobson for power play one, Salo for power play two. Um, Pelik and Mayfield are likely uh, the pair for the top pair for the uh, pilling kill. And uh, assuming it's going to be the likely either combination of Romanov and Pulak, or uh, as the uh, the power, the penalty kill unit for uh, the PK two, and that could be all you know a mismatch. It could be you could even see Romanov and, and Mayfield as the as the, the first uh, PK. I think that way they did roll that out a little bit, and you might see Pelik and Pulak just play the together the rest of the time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you may see them all rotate those around. Um, from the front, the, the forwards, though, we're going to see likely there's literally no changes here. And I think the only real change at all we're going to see is just is though the biggest change, I think, is going to be seeing Paul Mary on the top line. Um, now, there was a lot of talk as to why Paul Mary didn't play a top line last year very much. You know, we got him at the deadline, you know, two, almost two years ago now. And he very rarely played with Barzal. Uh, now, I'm thinking that we've seen some kind of a little bit of this early in the preseason, but I, I think it makes the most sense that they start to put Palmieri there uh, with Parise, Bar Barzal, and Palmieri in the top line. Uh, Parise and Barzal seem to really play well together, um, which, you know, uh, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, not exactly uh, what do you expect, you know, for, for a top line with uh, Parise, but he seems to be that guy that works really well at Barzal, digs the pucks out, and um, he has, obviously, some skill left where he can really get some, um, 
get some pucks on the net, get the puck to the guys uh, who need it. And then you got uh, Palmari, the guy who I think um, really needs to be on that top line, score goals and, uh, you know, be the guy that Barzal can help set up. Um, I'm hoping to see that line stick together in the, in the beginning of the year. Uh, second line, seeing uh, Anders Lee and Brock Nelson, uh, likely with Bailey to start on the wing. Um, Nelson and Lee have played together before, and I think they work pretty well together. Um, I think get, taking Lee off Barzal's line um, is probably a good idea. Um, we have saw Lee and Barzal the last two seasons together a lot until they started taking him off and putting Parise on. And that seemed to, to really be better for, for Barzi. And I think the, the biggest spot here will be the Bailey slot. It'll be hard to see him. Um, it, it, it's a possibility we see him uh, get moved out to uh, third or fourth lines or even be benched at some point if he's not playing well. Uh, I say that because he's kind of the guy that was the scapegoat last year. Um, he's going to hit 1,000 games played as an Islander. Um, He's played his whole career as an Islander, but, you know, that's kind of a big milestone for him and, and the team. Will he end up uh, staying on that line? Hard to say. Uh, you also have in the third line, uh, Beauvillier and Pajot, I think, should stick together. They looked really good together in the last uh, couple of years, uh, I think. And um, I, I, I like them together. I think their they're speed together, um, their ability to kind of shut down other lines. Um, and score goals while on the counterattack, I think is, is really good. Uh, what will be interesting is who plays with them. I think Wallstrom starts that spot uh, in the third line. And then um, that's going to be kind of the contention spot with uh, Wallstrom and Bellows. They could be rotating in and out. You could even see Bailey get dropped out and Bavilia move up to the, third, to the second line. But the third line, second line, kind of right wing spots are going to be Really, the, the rotations I think you're going to see um, because as we get to the fourth line um, of Martin, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck, which, you know, the identity line, the identity line for the last four years, the team, uh, it's coming to a close. Uh, and it, it, it may be this year and maybe next year. Um, Sezikis is cemented as the center uh, on the fourth line, but with Martin and Clutterbuck injuries and, and just the eventual age catching up with them, um, those guys could start to uh, be broken up a bit. That's been kind of the talk. Um, I think Martin and Johnson uh, will be the guys that will be rotated in back and forth for each other. I think they're going to start trying to get uh, Ross Johnson some more some more looks uh, as opposed to just being the extra all the time. And then Kiefer Bellows could really play at the bottom. He could play a, a role in the bottom, uh, the, the bottom six of this team. He could end up playing in Clutterbuck's spot. He played a little bit in that area and he, he, he throws a lot of hits and he's got a grindy game. So he could be that. Those two guys could really be the guys that jump up in that fourth line with Martin and Clutterbuck is to keep them maybe fresh or see how they go. I think that'll be really interesting to watch. Bellas can move up into the third line. Walsham could move up into the second line. It's going to be I, it's going to be tricky to see where they end up, but those guys are going to be really places. I think with all you know, second, third line, fourth line, there's a lot of movement on the right side and, and the wings on the fourth. Um, so though we've talked about the defense, the, the forwards, 
goalies, we we know that there's not going to be much of a change. Sorokin and, and Varlamov are going to be the one-two. I think Sorokin is probably going to get 60% of the game. This is probably probably about 40%. Um, we'll see how that, that plays out. Um, we have uh, Skarkic. Skarkic? Skarkic. I think that's the guy's name in AHL as the third goalie if any injuries happen. Um, I don't really care about his first name because I, I honestly – I, I rarely care about any goalies that are are not like a major guy that's going to come up and you know take over or be a real threat to to any of the the you know top two guys in our our, our uh, rotation. And you have a one A one B situation with Sorokin and Varley. I just I don't see that letting up any spots for anybody else. Um, I think they're pretty much the the best. Uh, one, uh, 1A, 1B uh, in the league. I think that's uh, up for debate. We can talk about it as the season goes on. And we may have to make another bet, Tom, uh, later in the season or early in the season. But uh, that's, I think, uh, going to be the, the strongest point of, this, of the team is the, the goaltending um, with our uh, with a pretty solid uh, veteran set of lines uh, in the forwards. Uh, defense is obviously going to be We'll see how it goes uh, with two new additions and really one, but with Salo being a full-time member, uh, I think it's really feels like he's, he's moving into that spot and full-time gives him really that, you know, it feels like a new spot. Um, the call-ups uh, from the AHL uh, looks like we have uh, Nikita Shushkinov uh, as a possible guy come, come up and score some goals. Yeah. He, he got a look from the aisles this preseason um, he scored, I think, a, at least one goal, but he's looked uh, pretty fast. He's got a couple breakaway, partial breakaways uh, he's been able to pull off. He's played in the KHL the last few years, and so he came over to the aisles, and he may get some uh, – he might – looks like he might get some looks in the NHL. Um, we'll see. We've had other guys from the K come up and, you know, not get – go end up going down to the AHL or have to report down to the AHL and not – not make the team straight at camp, and you know those guys didn't stick; they went back to the K. So we'll see what happens. Uh, he could be a guy that gets some looks. I don't know. We'll give it us. We'll, he's kind of like the wild card. Could be something. Could be likely nothing, but we'll give it. A, we'll give it a go. Um, we have Holmstrom and Ratu, uh, the other two prospects that could get called up throughout the year on the forward side. Um, well, first round. Uh, well, uh, Holmstrom's first round pick from 2019. Brought to the third pick, second round pick. I forget which one. Very close in those rounds. Um, from two years ago. I think it was a second round pick. Late. Um, and uh, he could also get a call up, but uh, we'll see how that season goes. I think he'll likely get a few games here and there. Uh, and then lastly, Sebastian Ajo is likely the guy to get call-ups. Uh, as the, he'll probably be the seventh defenseman for us. Being on the on the squad, um, call-ups from defense could be Greg uh, Hutton, and then um, probably somebody else on defense. I'm not really sure if we'll see anybody else there. Um, and just a quick run through. I know this is taking a bit, um, but uh, Barzal's deal's not yet done uh, as of today, as of right now. Uh, season's coming close. It could lock him up, hopefully. Um, for whatever uh, amount of money, I had a feeling it would be 
in the range of, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but uh, I think it was around eight mil, probably seven, eight year range, um, if we can make it a year deal. Uh, but I think it was seven years, eight, eight million uh, was what I was thinking around for Barzal. Uh, we'll see how that ends up. If my predictions of around eight million is right or not, I think he's at a point in his career where he's obviously got all the talent, but he just hasn't put together a season like he did as a rookie, as a rookie, and uh, hasn't been at, at that point per game play for quite some time. Last few years, um, you could easily call it because of the the system he plays in, and that really reduces the potential value of his contract, in my opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, he wants to play here. It sounded like from interviews so he was ready to he was uh, ready to go um, and get signed a deal this year and be a career Islander. But uh, ink's not dried yet, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, the team really should rebuild. Should be a, this is a rebound year if they should make the playoffs. That's really the goal. They're a playoff team, and they really should be able to. Um, have a deep run like they've had in previous years. Their goal scoring and power play are the big question marks. I think if they can get the forward lines correct, they will be able to really, um, the team could really shine and, and uh, give teams trouble. But uh, that power play is a big question mark. They've been running in preseason four forwards, one defense um, with uh, Dobson on the power play one and uh, Salo on the power play too. So we'll see how that works out. Um, it's, it's not been pretty last few years. And that's, that's the, the one thing I think that in order for this team to really take the next step, they have to solve the power play problem that hasn't been solved since Tavares left. Um, full year of Salo and Romanov are the only real chance to the roster, as I mentioned. Uh, Lane Lambert is going to be under pressure early with expectations of a team to win the cup this year. So he's really going to have to get some early wins and they can't be a very, we can't go through these long droughts of wins uh, without it being just, without it being a, uh, a big problem. He's going to have to deal with the, the media in New York and it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it all. Um, and if, especially if they don't have a good start to the year, especially considering last year they were in the hole extremely early um, about after the 13 game, which uh, 13 game road trip, road trip was over um, while they were close to 500 at, in parts of that, I think near the end of it, they were pretty close to 500, but uh, once the, the bug hit, uh, they were, they hit that nine, 10, 11 game losing streak. I think it was 11 uh, top of my head, um, but uh, they couldn't get out of the hole. And so this year, they don't want to be in that hole and they need to get an early start. Um, and lastly, I think Sorokin will lead the team in votes in the all-star game. Uh, for us, I think he'll be their, their representative. Um, Barzal, Dobson, Nelson all have uh, are the other real stars to the team. Um, and we all know, you know, Barzal, Nelson, Nelson 40 goals last year. Barzal was, uh, has been Barzal. And then Dobson's been, with a real breakout last year as a, our, our defenseman, all, the, all three of those guys could really hopefully push the team in, into, um, into the next level. They need to, to get out of this, you know, last year shit storm we had um, and uh, potentially, you know, do really well for us.
So that's it. Um, that's my, my pre team preview for the, the, the season. I hope uh, Isles do well. And uh, I'm going to throw it back over to you, Tom. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. That was, uh, that was, that was really, really insightful. Brilliant insight. I mean, brilliant. Wow. I, I'm on, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat until the Icelanders first game. <sighs> that was good stuff. Wow. All right, Steve, tell us how Jackie is going to be the $8 million man this year. Well, in fear that you're going to go ahead and listen to this again in, in some future time, I'm not going to say <laughs> that much um, about Jack. Um, no, I mean, it, the, the three keys to the season are getting competent goaltending, uh, which would be would be if Vanacek and Blackwood stay healthy all year, they should at least give the Devils competent goaltending. They've both played very well in the preseason. They just need to stay healthy. Um, Hughes and Heischer staying healthy for the whole year. Uh, I'm going to throw in regular season because we know Heischer is out right now with cramps slash hamstring issue. And seeing what the vets come in and, and how they add to the mix. You know, you got Andre Platt, Eric Koala, uh, Brendan Smith, and John Marine. Oh, no. You know, I mean, that's Steve that are really going to add to this team. So uh, you froze for solid. You were at Walt froze. Disney for about five, six seconds. It was great. Oh, no. You're back. Yeah, you are back, though. Welcome what, back. What, what was I saying? John Marine. Uh, yeah that's right <laughs> two quality players up front two quality players in the back end um i had the uh ability to sit down with uh tom fitzgerald and ask him about wow. the the new players and uh he he his quote was you need to have winners in order to build a winner so here we'll go play that clip right now well, we talk about championships, right? That's what we want to, that's what we strive for is to, to win a championship, multiple championships. Mm -hmm. But to do that, I do think you have to have people who actually won championships and have experience on what it takes to win a championship or even get through first round, never mind get, going four rounds. So that was Tom Fitzgerald of the New Jersey Devils with, uh, with his insight in terms of his, his off-season moves of, of going ahead and, and getting some more veterans to mix in with the young guys. Speaking who, of young who, guys, who are, who are the winners that they brought in? Palat, Palat, and not just Stanley Cup winners, but guys that have gone deep into the playoffs. So Marino's been on teams that have gone deep into the playoffs. Walla's been on teams that have gone deep into the playoffs. You might want to check the. Uh, you want to check that, Steve? Second round. Second round isn't. No, Marino's never. Marino's no, all right. Well, even still. Guys that have made it to the playoffs. How about that? Is that okay? That, that's more good. That's better that's than good. better than nothing. That's more good. Um, the youth label no longer applies to these these guys like Hughes and Heischer because I hate that they fucking guy. They got enough experience now, so now it's now it's youth with experience is is, is what the label should be. I, I'm excited for the season to you know for this upcoming season. Unlike I unlike I have been the last couple of years. I really am looking forward to this team playing competitive games in, you know, mid to late March. And uh, as I'll, as I'll explain in my predictions later, 
I got them just missing the playoffs, which is a a great step in the right direction for this for this team's development. Listen, I I I I can't disagree with you on them just missing the playoffs because once you get past you know a couple of teams, then that middle bunch of teams like Columbus, the Islanders, the Devils, uh, Capitals, it's it's going to be. That's going to be a, a a race that I'm going to pay attention to. They're just going to cannibalize each other. That's that's the problem. And then you got a team like from the Atlantic, like in Ottawa, who might feast on teams in their own division that that squeak in and, and take a spot. But well, that's true. And 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 look, we'll 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 definitely talk about Ottawa later. We'll talk about all those teams. But let's shift our attention to your reigning metro division champions the new york rangers <clears throat> look top three lines of set where they play is is probably going to be jumbled but where they're going to start the year um maybe a little bit of a surprise is, is with with goudreau playing on the right side of Kreider and zibanejad really thought um you know especially maybe before that for his first game against the devil's blaze was kind of maybe all but had that spot locked up but it seems like they're gonna maybe move him a little bit more slow and let him get back and get his feet under him a little bit. He didn't look that good in that first exhibition game against the devils uh, that he played. So maybe they're going to just ha- give him some time, give him some fourth line minutes and and slowly, but surely work, work his way back up uh, to playing with, with, with those guys. But that's not really the story of the camp. The story of camp right now is, is the fourth line. And it's between really it's four spots for eight guys. You have Blaze and Carpenter, you have Reeves and Hunt, VZ and Ride Hall, and Brodzinski and Gauthier. Um, four of those guys are, are going to make it. One's going to be a scratch just about every night. Um, and, and I think we can safely say that Gauthier uh, is, is going to be waived. Brodzinski is, is certainly going to go down because he can. Um, and with Gauthier's contract either being waived to, to Hartford uh, or being claimed by somebody else, like he's an eight hundred thousand dollar guy who can provide something for your for your fourth line. So I'm sure that he will not be um, he will not pass through waivers. I'm sure he'll be claimed. Uh, sure, my famous famous last words. <clears throat> but um, if they can sign Jimmy Vesey to a cost effective contract, they can't spend really any more than nine hundred thousand dollars for him. And he only made eight hundred thousand dollars last year playing with the Devils. So if they can get him in that eight to $900,000 range to basically replace Gauthier, I think it's a really good move. He's not, not only scored goals, but he's been very defensive, uh, defensively solid. And um, Gallant likes him for the, uh, for the penalty kill. And it seems like a lot of these guys who are, are good on the penalty kill are always going to, you know, f- find jobs in the NHL, even if they are, you know, welcomed on PTOs. And I, the other guy I think is going to make it is Hunt. So your fourth line is going to be Carpenter, Reeves, and Blaze. I think to open up with with Hunt and VC as your as your extra forwards. Everybody else is is going to get waived or sent to Hartford. Uh, they're only they're not going to carry twenty three guys at the start of camp or at the start of the season. They're going to carry twenty two. I, I can't envision them carrying twenty one guys um, without that extra defenseman or and at least one extra forward, one extra defenseman. So I think they're going to carry 22 guys. And this is going to be pretty important because this has trade deadline implications written all over it. So they'll start the season at about a million dollars under the cap. And by the time they, um, the cap rolls are, are the, um, 
the season rolls along and we get to the trade deadline, they'll have somewhere in that four to six million dollar range, you know, barring anything catastrophe happening um, to, to work with at the trade deadline. And you could get, you know, comparable players what you got last year to fill certain spots if you need them to or just go for depth guys with that four to five million dollars in cap space not only that they've they've kind of reloaded on their on their draft picks uh especially with that 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 um that trade of Lundquist to to dallas if nothing else that gives them a little bit more ammunition at this deadline to to kind of go for it defense is pretty pretty well locked up you you got your your truba and miller uh, you got your Lindgren and Fox in that battle between Hayek and um, and and Jones. Um, Jones won that hands down. It, to me, it wasn't even a contest. Um, and he'll be playing with with Schneider. And then you got your goalies. And look, this team on paper is to me superior than the team that they put forward last year. And it's basically replacing one guy. It's replacing Trocheck with Strom. However, Lafreniere has got another year under his belt. Keandre Miller has got another year under his belt. Kako, Philip Hedl, he's, he's is like is a 12-year fucking veteran at this point now. But these guys all got a little bit of confidence in the playoffs last year and toward the end of the year. They had a, you know, from what all reports were, they had a great working offseason to get into game shape and, and get ready for camp. And, and it looks like they're all having fun. The only thing that they have to really watch out for is to stay healthy. Panarin got to stay healthy. Zibanejad, Kreider, all those core guys have got to stay healthy um, for, for them. I don't, I don't, I don't think they need to stay healthy and be, or they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, Cause I, I think this is a playoff team, even if one of those, go, those guys do go down. Um, but you want to stay as healthy as possible during the course of the year. And, and that's what they had on their side last year was, was health, you know, besides, you know, role-playing guys go down their their top guys were their top guys last year and they were around all year. So health is, is certainly going to be um, paramount moving forward. And you can say that about just about any team in the NHL, but like Steve, I'm really excited last year. We kind of, you kind of didn't know where the Rangers were going to fit. You know, were they going to be battling for that last playoff spot, you know, let alone get the number two spot in the Metro this year, they're probably one of the favorites going into the year in the Metro division, if not the Eastern conference. So there is not only a lot of pressure on them, there's a lot of expectations on them this year. And it's going to be, uh, I'm all in to see how they handle that expectation and how they handle that that type of pressure this year? Are they going to go out to a slow start? You know, is it you know Zibanejad is notorious you know the past couple of years for starting out slow and then ending the season with like hundred points. So it's you know is he going to start off slow? Can Kreider duplicate the same season? I don't think he needs to duplicate the same season, but I think he still needs to be a forty goal guy in order for this team to be hugely successful. And Kratzoff is another huge question mark. You know, Panarin has kind of taken Kratzoff under his wing. They they kind of and they speak the same language. Uh, but every day after practice or or when practice ends, they're always on the ice together, working on on individual drills, one time passes, and and whatnot. So I listen. Drop the fucking puck, ready. Let's go. I can't wait till fucking the twelfth to see the Rangers take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm all in. I'm ready to fucking go. Let's go. Let's go.
Let's go. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's give our predictions about the others. Speaking of let's go, let's go do yeah. our predictions. Let's go do our predictions about uh, what's going to go on in the, uh, where you, where do you want to start? You want to start in the Atlantic or you want to start let's, out west? Let's start out west. Let's, let's start, start out west. west. I let's like get it. them let's done with. Way out west. Let's go to the Pacific. Give me your, uh, give me your playoff teams in the Pacific. I will go first. Oh. So I've got Calgary, Vancouver, and Edmonton finishing one, two, and three. And I've got LA also making the playoffs out of LA. the Pacific. Nice. Um, I have, you ready for this? Now, not only that I had them making the playoffs last year, which I think I was the only one, but listen to this one. The LA Kings win the Pacific. Oh, wow. How about that for a hot take? I got the wow. Kings, the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, and the surprise of that division is going to be the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that would be a surprise. I tried to do that duck surprise last season. It did not work out well for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping you uh, get the mojo this year to do it. So I'm taking the Calgary Flames, the LA Kings, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. All right. So Bill and I had the same, just in a little different order. Yep. Uh, the central. I mean, listen, uh, I, I think we're we're all going to be singing the same tune. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, Nick. What is, what is, hey, yeah, Nick. Is, hey, Nick, who do you got? Nick Larita. Uh, yeah. Um, right. That sounds Nick, like right? Nick. <laughs> that was sounds one, like right? him already. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick's got, what are you doing, Nick? You're killing me, kid. So, <laughs> so he's got he's got three playoff teams in in the Pacific. He's got Edmonton, Calgary, and Vegas. Wow, Vegas! That's a hot Vegas mess. baby. That, uh, that is a hot mess out. Vegas. If there has ever been a hot mess out there, it is the the Golden Knights. Uh, they all gave their all their players braces this year. Nick believes those braces are starting to take shape. <laughs> That's right. They'll have nice smiles. That's about it. Uh, listen, I in, in the central, I think we're all going to be singing the same tune about the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, but after yeah. that, I, I think there's there's three solid teams. And I mean, you look at Nashville, they bolstered their lineup, not only on, on the forwards, but on the back end, too. Um, I like Nashville, number two, Minnesota, three, St. Hey, Louis. Tom, why don't you go first? Well, I was mixing. I was mixing it up. I was mixing it up. Yeah, because that, that's everybody, how we always do it. We always mix it every, up. Everybody. We don't. We don't always go in the same order. Ah, we'll mix it up this time. Why not? Show prep. What you want me to do next? Nick Larita. <laughs> Let's see what gems Nick got. Um, he's got Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, and he's got two from the Central in the Dallas Stars as the mm. number one wild card and the Nashville Predators wow. as the number two wild card. Bill? Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, just because we're changing okay. it up. I've got a little bit of a different, you know, take. I I, I believe we're going to see the Coyotes and the Blackhawks, <laughs> <laughs> the Jets, and the Flyers are going to get traded to the Western Conference. Uh, the- uh, fuck the Flyers. That'd be great. Fuck the Flyers. Just kidding. Um, no, I'm taking Colorado, Minnesota. 
I guess I'm giving Colorado the edge here. I think Minnesota is going to be a bit improved and Colorado is going to be a bit worse, but mm, I guess I'm going to still think Colorado is going to take the division. Um, then St. Louis and Nashville. So I'm sorry, Colorado, St. Louis and, and Nashville. Well, in Minnesota. Yep. Got the same four, just in a different order. I got Colorado, St. Louis and Nashville making it. Minnesota is the wild card. Oh, it looks like Nick wrote these in the car, by the way. Of course he did. Because look, he's in the fucking car. Of course. <laughs> and why couldn't he? Why couldn't he just text the list? Why did he have to show you a picture? No, no. Of he, how he hand wrote it. But then he sent me sent me the the note files. Jesus Christ! But he also wrote them down. I don't. Why did you do that? Wait. Double authentication. He's in IT, you know. Right. Oh my! You God. wouldn't know it from his lack of expertise using Zoom last week, but he's an IT. Whoa. How about the Atlantic? Holy! Who's hell. Nick got? Who's got? Who's Nick got in the Atlantic? Nick Larita in the Atlantic. Nick has. Uh, he has four playoff teams. He's got wow. Toronto, Tampa, Florida, and Ottawa. Wow. <laughs> Which we did kind of comment about the, the cannibalization of the Metro and then Ottawa jumping in there. Bill? I got the – the division was so uneven last season. I, I don't see any of the playoff teams, you know, falling out of the playoffs or any of the teams that didn't make the playoffs pushing their, their way in like in one season. It's The gap is so wide. I mean, I think Buffalo, Detroit – Ottawa are all going to improve. There's a lot of room for improvement. My teams are going to be the uh, first place Toronto, second place Tampa, third place Boston, fourth place Florida. Boston. So do you have Florida making the playoffs, though? Yes. Okay. I only have three making it out of the Atlantic. Just Toronto, Florida, and Tampa. I have four making it out of the Atlantic with Tampa winning it, Florida, Toronto, and the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, you you broke up for me a little bit there. Who you got? Uh, did I? I'm sorry. Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and Ottawa. Okay. Very similar. To I, had, I had Ottawa's four just on the outside looking in. And, and that brings metro, us baby. back to the Metro. Bill? All right, for the Metro, I got the New York Rangers at the top, the Carolina Hurricanes in second, the New Jersey Devils in third. Whoa! The Pittsburgh Penguins in fourth. Whoa! Now I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> Damn it. I've got Carolina winning the division. Fuck you. New York second. Uh, Columbus in third, Islanders in fourth, and the fifth place team also making the playoffs, keeping the streak alive, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, wow. Well, listen, I I'm I got the Rangers. I have uh, Carolina, and then I have Pittsburgh. 
And then listen, that, that fourth team could be Columbus. It could be Washington. It could be New Jersey. It could be the Islanders, but I have uh, the blue jackets just inching out all of them. So I have in my notes that I think New Jersey is going to miss the playoffs by five points. Dude, it, it might be let it might be one point. I think they're gonna, yeah, I think they're gonna go into a little bit of a dry spell right at the end. As long as listen, as long as they stay healthy, I, I much I think, like I a think much like a certain baseball team who shit the bed this weekend. When push comes to shove, I think they're just gonna be that inexperience is gonna show through on the majority of the roster, and they're gonna go into a to a little slump at the end of the season. I mean, well, I, I think when Scherzer gives up home runs like that, though. <laughs> the, well, the same, but the same thing is actually the, the, the issue with the Devils. Like, a, you know, I think the key for the Devils, how much did they learn about playing defense and how much are they going to learn about playing? Like, they, they've got the, the youth and the talent and the, and the ability to put goals up if they're playing well. And I, I think it's going to increase exponentially if they learn how to take care of their own end of the ice. And I mean, I could see the Devils not learning and missing the playoffs by a mile, even though I put them in third. They've been doing it in the preseason. There definitely hasn't been as much wide open people on the crease as there was last year. And now, granted, it's only the preseason, but those players are playing the structure that the coaches put in. So it doesn't matter if it's preseason or not. You're seeing the players in the correct positions. So... And I think that could happen. That's they're going to need it. I hope you're right, buddy. Nick Larita. So Nick coming has, out of well, yep. Nick has Nick has the Rangers, Hurricanes, Penguins, and the Islanders. Of course you do. Of course he does. If I just think back to what he said during his 20 minute dissertation earlier on the Islanders, I could have told you that. <laughs> Does he have a team coming out of the Eastern Conference and going to the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, yes. Um, what team does he have coming out of the Eastern Conference and going to the Stanley well, his Cup? East, his East Final, mm-hmm. Rangers and Senators. Senators? Wowzers. Man, do they make a move. Wowzers. And the Senators. Nick, can I ask you a question? I know you weren't driving when you sent this list to Tom because you texted a picture from the car. Were you fucking drunk? Oh my god, they they beat he has them beating Toronto in the first round in 7, of course. Uh and beating Tampa in 5. Wowzers. And god, then get to go into that kind of detail with the playoff series. No, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't either. I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> but then he, but then he has the Rangers sweeping. Oh, uh, no, the long break which, is going to kill him in the finals. Which I love. The long break is going to hurt them, though. Oh, Before but he the... also has the Rangers beating the Islanders in the ooh, ooh. It's, of course it goes seven. Of course it does. But he has the Rangers coming. Uh, out who of do East. you have? Who do you have coming out of the East, Tom? Uh, I have the Rangers over the Florida Panthers. Bill, who do you have coming out of the East? I have the Rangers coming out of the East over. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Could you imagine that fucking series? Can you imagine that series? Wow. Canadian teams going deep in the playoffs. Wow. For the first time since Montreal last year, which doesn't seem that significant. But I I don't have an Eastern Conference runner up. I just have the Carolina Hurricanes coming out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, good for you. 
<sighs> You're welcome. And who's Nick got coming out of the West? Uh, Nick has a rematch of the Western Conference Final. As last year, he has the abs over the Oilers in seven. Okay. You? Uh, I have uh, Colorado beating the Los Angeles Kings in the West. And Bill? I've got the Calgary Flames defeating the Minnesota Wild coming out of the West. You know, that actually could happen. It really could. Well, yeah, my thought was that I should name a scenario where there's something that actually could happen, as opposed to saying like, I, "Wow, you know, it's a bold strategy, Cod." Let's see how that plays out. <laughs> I don't want to see the Flames beating the Flyers out of the West, even though I <laughs> joked before that the Flyers would change conferences. Fuck the Flyers. He, Fuck the he, Flyers. He had them playing the Yankees, but for some reason he changed. <laughs> That's the them. wrong sport. He then figured he'd go with something that could happen. Um, I've got uh, Colorado coming out again uh, from the Western Conference. I just think just too deep a fucking team. They're just too good. Yeah, but do they have the goaltending now? Thank God. Georgiev, what are you talking about? Exactly. Do they have the goaltending now? Well, I don't know. I, 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 you think he's, he's better than what they had last year? Here you go. You want a hot take? Jonathan Bernier is going to get traded to the Avalanche for Kale McCarr. <laughs> wow. What a hot you heard it was. here first. The trade is one for one. <laughs> yeah. Right. You'd have to include, include Hughes and Heesher in that. Yeah. Too. Both of them. Both of them. Exactly. Uh, All right. Who's Nick got winning Le Coupe de Stanley? Nick Larita. And he even gave you he even gave you the uh, the Con Smythe winner too. Of course he, he did. Why he's an overachiever that Nick. Jesus Christ. He played the whole nerd. thing out on like NHL like 2022. <laughs> yeah, he, he did he did it all already. He has the Rangers over the Avalanche in seven with Igor as the Con Smythe winner. You gotta love him. Gotta love Nick. He just doesn't want to have to buy you another fucking shirt, so he said that. <laughs> Uh, who's Tom got winning the Stanley Cup? Uh, I uh, this is you know, sit down. This is going to be a little of a, bit of a surprise, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. The New York Rangers. Wow. I know. I know. I am uh, ready. Let's go. <laughs> Drop the goddamn puck. And what will the score go! of Game One be? <laughs> uh, twelve to eleven. <laughs> Damn. Three field goals. Three field goals, solid. <laughs> Bill has the New York Rangers defeating the, the New York Rangers winning the Stanley Cup. I don't, I don't think Billy, in your entire life, have you ever predicted the Rangers to win the cup? No, never. Nope. In I've never heard it out of your mouth. I've he never did. heard you be optimistic. No, about he's the lying. Ever. He's lying. He did once. It was 1940. <laughs> I wasn't alive back then. Steve, Steve was. It's I'm, it's three weeks old. I'm only three weeks old. Uh, I've got Colorado winning it again. Just because I've got no brain and I can't think of anything else. 
Can you imagine your lives if the Rangers do win the cup? I was not picking the fucking Rangers. That's for fucking. Oh, I will fucking lives. I will. Pete Doerr, you're next up on the podcast to to be the New Jersey Devils representative because I will quit. Oh, write that down. Write it down. Damn straight. Write that down. Put that shit in bold letters. Oh, I always love these days because we always get to look back at the end of the year and say, wow, what the fuck are we thinking? <laughs> what a bunch of idiots we are. What the fuck? Um, for those of you keeping score at home, by the way, for those of you keeping score at home, the wind speed in at, at Tom's house last week was 52 miles an hour. So that was 52 miles an hour in Wesley Chapel. So Austin Matthews over under number for the secondary bet was 52 Wait, did did we did we did we bet on that? We didn't really bet on that, no. But people should at we? people at home might be betting on that. Should we bet on that? Uh, I mean, fifty-two is a lot more realistic. That's right. Then 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 fifty-six and a half. Right. Oof, I know Bill's tough. Bill's very anti. Oh, he's never expecting someone any, to score fifty. Never. Nope. I would take over fifty-two. I would take the over as well. I'm still taking under. I'm still taking the under. Under at 52 and a half? Yep. And Nick had over 56 and a half. So I'm guessing he would say also over 52. I'm guessing he's taking just the a, over. Just a guess that he would that also say over. Because wow. that's something that could really happen. Wow. All right. Wowzers. All right, here's a hot topic. In the preseason, is it, are we talking about the store in the mall? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're going, we're going oh, to hot topic posters. right now. Really? Let's go. I can spend minutes. <laughs> um, player gets injured in the preseason, can be replaced by somebody who was scratched in that game, so that way you don't lose manpower in the preseason, and you can roll your lines, and everything will be fine. And even during the regular season, what do you think of that? No. I am. A I, know you're, I know you're such a fucking traditionalist, but if someone gets hurt in baseball, the player gets replaced. They don't fucking play with eight fielders. And the well, same thing goes in football. They you don't, have, you don't lose manpower on the ice either, but you just, somebody else hops off the bench and, and goes and plays. No, because it's going to get exploited because Somebody's going to come up with some fucking mysterious injury when, you know, you got your, you got a guy that, that they want to move into the game. It's, there's no way, there's no way. Well, get- but, but how, why? Because that one of the players is, is playing like shit and you can just say, okay, fake an injury. We gotta, we gotta, we're going to dress this guy for the second and the third period. It could be any number of scenarios you, you want, you, you, you want a player that is out of the lineup to play a certain role. You, you want, you, you, you want to protect the lead. You got a better defensive player sitting around. Oh, this guy's hurt. And, uh, and we want this guy uh, to come in in the game. Or you got like a big bruising defenseman that is little, you know, you know, that, that doesn't get the, that doesn't get the start, but you want him for later in the game. The game starts to turn ugly and, and you want the big guy to come in and knock some people around. You got a goon sitting on the bench. You want to get him fight. Like I, I don't trust, I wouldn't trust anybody in pro sports not to exploit this and, and act like, oh, this guy's hurt, and and go 
pull somebody else into the game. No, but even with the like goofy rule, like if you sit out before the All-Star game, you have to sit out the game after the All-Star game, there wouldn't be, I'm sure there would be something like that in there. So if the player comes out of the game due to injury, he can't play the next game or something to that effect. I'm sure that because your scenario that you're painting, you're, you're, you're probably spot on, but they would come up with some goofy rule that, you know, you, you can't play the next game if you come out with an injury to try and protect against that. They'd have to be creative with that. I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, and I'd have to see what those ideas are because I, I don't, I don't necessarily know. Like, because like, look, if if I've got a guy who comes out of a game and yeah, sometimes it's clear he can't come back in the next game uh, with a certain kind of injury, and that's also the kind of injury where this this is really legit. But sometimes if a guy comes out of a game that you don't know, you know. Uh, the extent of he, the injury that he, if he's going to come back or not, I wouldn't sit there. I wouldn't go replace him anyway. I'd, I'd go with the guys that I have. If, if he's like a player that, you know, if he can go the next game, I want him to go. Then if he comes out of the game, then I'm not going to bring somebody in if that's the rule. Yeah. They, they were saying, I, I think I heard this on 32 thoughts and, and they were saying that, you know, in some cases the team is paying, you know, players a substantial amount of money to, to just sit on the sidelines for the majority of the season. In some cases, it's like eight or some case, it's over a million dollars that they're, they're paying these players just to, you know, watch the games. So they're, they're trying, I think they're trying with different ways to maybe get value for the money that they're paying these guys that can't crack the lineup for some fucking reason. Well, here's a good idea. Don't sign a player to a million dollar contract that can't make your fucking roster. Well, you, you have league minimums, man, that you, you have to play. You have to pay these guys. What's the league minimum now? Is it seven twenty five or six seventy five yeah. somewhere in that range? But even, even still, if a guy's making $700,000 and he's not, and he only plays an eighth of the season. I mean, it's good for your team because you, you've been pretty fucking healthy all year, but you're not getting the value out of that guy. And I think the, the ownership is trying to try and get value out of that guy. So they're getting paid anyway. Why not just expand the roster past? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Have them suit up then. Six, 19 skaters on your bench, 20 skaters I'm, on your bench, whatever you want. Like, why not? If you, these guys are sticking around and you're paying them, you know, here's my, here's my issue. You're going to take a guy after a period he's been sitting in a suit up in a luxury box and have him come down and jump into an NHL game. Yeah. Right in the middle of it. I'm sure that everybody will then suit up for pregame warmups. Right. Still, then he's going to suit up. And then what's he going to do? Stay in his fucking, his gear and maybe go skate on the practice rink for five minutes. I don't know. Do they have a practice rink underneath? I, they don't, I don't it's know like the devils do i don't think they have that at the garden i don't think every well, nhl arena does they will after they're they're forced out of the world's most shittiest arena you're right it, it'll probably be like a half a half a sheet rank that they'll that they'll put in in some of these places like batting cages and shit like that i wouldn't want to be a i wouldn't want to be that player personally i i think hockey players are are used to being men down in certain situations and for the you know, the better part of a game, they can, they can play with five defensemen or with 11 forwards. I think they've been, they've been trained to do that. Uh, the only case where you can do something like this is, is for goalies, goalies right? the emergency yeah. goalie situations. But I, me personally, I, I, I wouldn't be for this rule. I'm, I'm more on, on the traditional side, but I just thought it was an interesting topic. I want to Nick, what Nick, what's your about. take? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
salient I love, point. I love point. impression Nick. That's great. How about Randy Travis the third? Does he have oh, any- nope? All right, Randy. so now oh, it's time Randy, for trivia with Bill. Oh. Yeah. God damn it. Now this is the wrong bell. You guys are gonna love this one. Okay. <laughs> the Los Angeles Kings won the Stanley Cup in 2014. Fuck you. Ooh, I, I do like this Just already. Go fuck yourself. How many times? Had they won the cup before 2014? Let's see. They beat the Devils in 12. Mm-hmm. They had Gretzky. They didn't win the cup when they had Gretzky. I know that dipshit. Well, then why did you bring it up? Dipshit. Four. 111. 111? I don't think there's been 111 the, Stanley Cups. Maybe yeah, I don't think that could really happen. I think there has been. I think there has been, yeah. I think there Maybe has been. Barely. <laughs> 1800s. Uh, no, that's, that's incorrect. Uh, Which is incorrect? Four or 111? Both. Yeah, both are incorrect. We have not had a correct answer yet. Do other LA franchises championships count? Like the Dodgers. Can we count the Dodgers? <laughs> No. Well, the Lakers have won a lot. Right. The Lakers. So we got have won it. That's a lot. That's a lot of championships. Uh, that is, that is a lot. No. no. And I, the Rams no. won the, the Super Bowl last year, right? Right. You can, you can count all the Clippers championships to go with this. I don't think the Clippers have won. I don't um, think that's fair. The, I think the LA Galaxy have done well in MLS. I think they've won oh, a, a championship. They have a team? Soccer? Are you talking it's, about it's soccer? Major League Soccer. Nobody cares. Jeez. <laughs> that's, a, that's nobody on the planet cares about soccer. What are you kidding? That's true. Yeah, nobody. Are you kidding me? UAE? Nobody cares about soccer. No, they care a lot Whoa. because they're hosting the World Cup. Whoa, Bill. Bill, easy. That's our fans out there. They're they're hosting the World Cup this year. You can't say that. I don't know. What, what do you think, Butcher Grass? Do you like soccer? Butcher Grass? Huh? Why don't you come know. on our show and talk about soccer? Butcher Grass? We wouldn't know. We gave you an hour and 14 minutes to reply, and you didn't. Come on. Come on. Now you're public enemy parm. number one. Come on. Come rate my chicken parm. Let's go. Which you have twice. Oh, God. Say, come He's on, telling Mike. me that what? that's not part of what's in Steve's stomach this this time. Somebody coming in chicken form. I just can't oh, handle it. I, I I looked. I couldn't find it. I looked. Oh, thank God. Wait, um, wait back to the trivia question. Form without coming it. <laughs> I'm it's, gonna it's say chicken farm then. I'm gonna say one. I oh, got it. Steve nailed it. Yeah. You had to find the one question that would affect both of us. Yeah, really? That fucking... You're an asshole. I got all excited until... That's 84. What am I going to do? Not read that stupid book anymore. That No, it's page 75. Look, I see it. Oh, there's multiple questions. on Bill, you're showing... Oh, no, that's... Today. That's the last question on the page. I got to okay. flip to the new page. Don't worry. You're not. And get... now it's time for impressions of Nick. Fucking great. Uh, yeah um yeah um uh yeah 
Wait, and that wait, was impressions no, wait, wait. of Nick. Wait, you you want to hear it? You want to hear an impression of Nick's dog? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear an impression of Nick chewing potato chips? Hmm. I don't have any. Yeah. We're drinking tea. Do you want to hear an impression of Nick's children? My dad's disgusting. He puts his fingers in the peanut butter jar. <laughs> an impression of Nick on the podcast? I'm wasted. <laughs> Do you want to hear an impression of Nick's wife, Tara? Not again, Nick. <laughs> Do you want to hear another impression of Nick's wife, Tara? No, stupid. That's the cable line you just cut through. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. I don't think he cut the cable line. No, I, don't, I think it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. Thing. It was the guy who was installing the fence. I don't think it was him. Same thing. Yeah, wait. The... Not sure it's the same thing. All right, let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by our friends at Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Well, I'm here. We all look so lean. Well, I'm here. We enjoy Coke Zero. But sacrifice flavor, no. Good job. Mm, nailed it. All right. This is going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2013. 2013. Go to January 31st of 2013. January 31st mm-hmm. in the year 2013 was the last day of January. It you was sure there wasn't Thursday. 32 days in January that year? It was a Thursday. It wasn't a leap year? It, uh, I skipped breakfast this day. Damn it. Had leftover baked macaroni for lunch. Ooh. Who made it? With mom a, or Tina? My mom. Uh, with a can of Coca-Cola Classic. Because if I am not mistaken yet, if I'm not mistaken, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, not invented yet. Or Coke Zero. Or Coke Zero at that time. Uh, dinner was uh, homemade chicken tortellini soup with a can of Coca-Cola. Why did you pick January 31st, 2013? <clears throat> I got my vomit bag handy. Tom's stretching right now. That's scaring me. Yeah, it's oh. never good. <laughs> Listen, this this story doesn't have names of people, um, but this was from a story out of Brazil. Okay, uh, it was given that some amount of conflict will occur in any relationship, especially when they find out you have to renew your vows every ten years. Oh yeah. However, every couple deals with conflict in their own unique ways. You know, some silent treatment, sleeping on the couch. All that, all that good stuff. However, few people take things to the extreme and actually attempt to kill their partners. Well, 
<clears throat> we've all heard media reports about this kind of thing before, but a recent story broke that involved the most bizarre method I've ever read about for attempting to kill a partner. A poison-laced vagina and a request for oral sex. Think about it. This is like one of the perfect crimes, but she doesn't execute it very well, as you'll find out. But this is brilliant. Several uh, nations' international media outlets run the stories over the past uh, few days regarding the case of a Brazilian woman accused of attempted murder uh, on her husband with a highly unusual weapon. Apparently, the woman put some unspecified poison in and around her genitals uh, before luring her partner into bed and asking him to perform conilingus. The husband was allegedly up to the task uh, until he noticed an unusual scent emanating from his partner's vagina. I don't think that was the poison. Um, if you say the smell, so help me God. <laughs> Why does it smell so good today? <laughs> is that is that peanut butter? Uh, in an iconic twist, the husband ended up taking uh, his wife to the hospital, presumably because she started showing signs of poisoning, uh, where she confessed her crimes and the doctor managed to save her life. Reports claimed that she uh, apparently inserted enough poison inside of herself to kill not one, but two people. Uh, although charges against the wife have not yet been filed. How? Um, it is probably a safe bet. Uh, they will appear in the, near, in the near future. There you have it. You want to kill your husband's women? Put poison in your vagina. I, I don't can I don't I don't endorse that because your your body will absorb the poison if you stick it in there. Uh, I yeah. no, I it agree. Just, it doesn't make any sense. No, she is not very bright at all. No, not even a little. No. Not even is there, I mean, there's gotta be no, there's there's not a way. There's not a way. They don't make no. like a women condom that you put over it. No, it doesn't make it, any it, sense it, that you would think that that's a smart thing to do. <laughs> no, she's pretty dumb. I mean, but how can you hate your husband that much to lace your vagina with poison? Get the poison. Why not just put it in a drink? I, you're right. I, I've seen like 2020s uh, about you know people utilizing antifreeze slowly over times in Coca Cola. And in oh. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Oh, God, Steve. Steve. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Turn away from the light. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. She said it was for her car. She had me buy the antifreeze. At least, at least you know your, your blood's not going to get frozen. I mean, that was an actual 2020. And, I, and it was a mom who tried to kill her kids and her husband. Oh, wow. An actual 2020. And added it little by little so that little, it didn't just happen. Yeah, but it, it some was like she put some in the kids' Coke and then she put some in her husband's Gatorade. So it was like spread out through everything. But she kept like her oldest daughter alive and they they like planned the whole thing. It was really, oh, it was pretty, it was really fucked up. You wonder where oh, I find shit. these fucking stories. That, it sounds like like a subplot from from the Sixth Sense. Did one of the people try and kill the kid in Sixth Sense, yeah, or you I just think so? Yeah, 
I don't know that I've ever seen The Sixth Sense. He was dead the whole episode, the whole movie, Bill. <laughs> oh, he fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen The Sixth Sense. Should I? Really? Yeah. Is it one? Is it like one of those movies that I, I can't? I have to watch. There are so many movies you have to watch before you watch that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I mean, yeah, and if the movie came out like thirty years ago, and you're thinking, do I have to watch it? Yeah, you really don't. Well, like, like what? What? What movie should I watch? Before I, I think you should watch Argo. I think you should watch Argo. Goon. Yeah, I think Goon. I, I agree with Billy. This okay. just one, just one movie. Well, I mean, you're just, you're just not going to fucking. Six, if you're not going to fucking listen to me, why should I go on and on and on with a list of fucking what? movies you should watch? You might have a. You're you might have diss, a, You're just going to diss the first one I recommend and say you should you watch Goon instead. Might have Goon a better movie than Affleck. I told you you had to watch the other guys. You still haven't fucking watched. I've watched. I've watched some of it. And you and thought it, it was funny. It was. And you it thought was it was funny, funny, and you haven't gone back to it to watch the whole fucking thing. No, I haven't. Hey, so, hey, hey, Butcher Grass. What movie should I watch, Johnny? Which one? He's, he's not going to reply. I don't even know why you're asking him. Which movie should I watch before Sixth Sense, Johnny? You know, John, we had a bond, the three of us. We're all Counting Crows fans. That's right. And I even sent you back in the day Counting Crows bootleg CDs. And wait, you wait, 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 won't wait, even wait, come wait, on our podcast. Wait, 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 you made him a mixtape? You, you made him a mixtape? No. Yeah. They were bootleg CDs. Where did you, where did, okay, you made it, did you send it to him? I, I very early on in Twitter sent him a DM. And, uh, did you well, no, I tweeted, DMs? I know, I tweeted at him and then he sent me a DM with the ESPN address to send them. Do you know if you ever, did you actually send them? Yeah, of course I did. Was I not the first one at the post office the next fucking day mailing them out in padded envelopes? Are you crazy? Did, did you did you write him a little note? Yeah, he gave me a shout out on SportsCenter. You don't remember this? No. Because it didn't fucking happen. Of course it did. I sent him the CDs. I got dick in return. No. Ooh, Wait, well, hold on something. a second. I want to go I back. I got nothing in return. I want to go back just a little bit. So you sent him, the, did you write a little note and and put it in with the CD? I, I honestly don't remember. And I don't think, like, if he I don't think I did. He remembers. No, I swear to God, I don't think I did. <laughs> here, John, here are the CDs I promised you. I hope that you will find these as a gift of love. I hope they me. bring your heart as much light as they have brought to me. <laughs> you Sorry, are, Bill. Sorry you didn't want Dream Theater fucking CDs. You are my reign king. <laughs> wow. And he gave you and nothing in return? Nothing. Dick. He said he got dick. Wow. Got nothing. I'm sure he got Zero dick. zilch nothing. <laughs> Oh, John Butcher Gross didn't give Steve anything. Broke uh, my little heart in two. Oh, you broke more than your heart. No, poor no. little guy. I I feel so bad for you now. Why? Poor little guy. You got your all your hopes and your dreams. I'm gonna send these to John Butcher Gross. Oh my God, he's gonna be my best friend. 
<laughs> there were other times you might be able to say that, but this there was no expectations in sending oh, come these. On. Your 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 little heart fluttered and your your palms got a little sweaty and you got so excited. I don't uh, don't think that's true. You know, you were hoping you were going to meet up at a concert and at least high five each other during uh, <laughs> long December. <laughs> this no. this is going to go in Steve's book. <laughs> this is going to get it's going to go in my book tonight as to reasons why I kill you both. <laughs> just just do me a favor. Don't put poison. I'm gonna put on CDs. I'm gonna put okay. CDs in your fucking coffin too. Uh, we peel the onion on Steve just a little bit more. No, this is no onion peeling tonight. Are you okay, buddy? You need a hug. I feel for you. I understand your pain. It's not my fault. But Steve, honestly, though, it's not your fault. Steve, it's not your fault. Can we go back to make it's not your fun of Nick? Can we go back, please? Can we talk about Nick some more? Son, it's not your fault, son. All right. We're going to, that's going to do it for us. We're going to let Steve recover for a week. Not a moment too fucking soon. Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore arrivals. Send Steve a, a couple kind of gross. Send me a CD. I need some blank CDs to make up for the ones I sent to Butchergrass. <laughs> uh, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, we will read them on the air if you want us to. We don't have any reviews. We can't read anything. We suck. Turn on notifications for our podcast wherever you get them so you'll never miss an episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast billy say something witty uh this is gonna take a minute i'm sorry because it's gonna fuck up the flow of what we just had but i was uh watching the chiefs and the uh tampa bay bucks last night and uh i made kind of a little discovery um you know because I'm, I'm watching tom brady play the guy's got seven super bowl rings and and he's got nothing to prove right and he leaves this pretty much well he didn't leave his wife but he came back to the NFL knowing that he was jeopardizing his relationship with this gorgeous woman, right? And he goes to play for Todd Bowles, who we saw coach for the Jets. We know he's a shit coach. We Nobody knows how the hell Todd Bowles has another job in the NFL fucking cleaning jock straps, never mind being a head coach. So why would he go back where he's got no real chance to win? He's got nothing to prove anyway. And, and it just occurred to me like that last night. Tom Brady's gay. Tom Brady's gay, wants to be in the locker room and see all the guys get undressed. That's the only, that's the only thing he's got that, that he could be going back to, to that he can't get somewhere else in his life right now. So once I realized that, I just want to say, Tom, I support you. You're, I, I don't say it to belittle him. I love gay people. More power to you. Tom, I'm with you. Uh, all right. <laughs> All right. That was Bill Fougere, everyone. Just I don't want there to be any confusion about the voices. You can uh, you can sing us out now.